Guys, it's episode 79, Fumble Podcast. Welcome. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we're talking about a riveting topic today with one of my fellow comic friends, dear friends, Stephanie Ross out here in Sacramento. Welcome, Stephanie. Thanks for having me, Pesh. Yeah, of course. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, guys, on Fumble Podcast. Give me a super thanks. Blame that. Yes, I appreciate you guys. It'll help me a lot. Obviously, you know where to find me on social media, Pej the Maniac on all socials. Um, Stephanie, do you want to plug away any of your socials or you're good? Uh, well, you can find me on all the platforms, uh, Stephanie Marie Ross, except on Instagram. My handle is XHSQ. And I got that because my name's really basic and every possible combination was taken. So I just found the shortest one that existed still and so it means nothing for the record your name, <laughs> your name is not basic but you have a middle name i don't even have that so there you go oh well that's the persian right <laughs> yeah persian, <laughs> persians barely get a first name yeah no, oh. uh, <laughs> that's funny. um so all right the topic of today's conversation is riveting and stephanie has Inside scoops on it. She has her own experience, and we were going to delve into it. And it's the idea of cults. Um, now, I want to know, first of all, you mentioned to me off air that your parents met in a cult. That's true. They did. That's okay. Let's start there. So, right. It's not something I've talked a lot about, but I've become more of an open book as I'm older and I've been learning how much as an adult, my mental health has really come through. Like, I mean, I have a very different origin story than a lot of people. And, um, you know, I guess like it, it stemmed from their parents, right? Like my mom's dad married, uh, three times. And so did her mom and her, one of her stepmoms took her to a cult and, I don't even think it was the same one. I mean, cult, new age, religion, mm-hmm. potato, potato. Yeah. Um, you know, it's how detrimental they are. Right. And so I think like, you know, they, I think it was as weird as it sounds <laughs> like the cult leader was like, Hey, marry someone else. There's two guys here. Pick one of them. <laughs> uh, wow. So my dad was the, the winner. Uh, <laughs> and I have an older sister. Um, I'm the younger one. My sister's six years older by school. So we're, we're sort of like only children in that regard, I guess they say past four years then, uh, anyway, so, you know, wait, I want to understand that better. So past yeah. four years, what? So, so when you have a gap in age from a sibling that's bigger than four years you're not really in the same school ever oh, like high school right. is four years middle yeah. school is three now yeah so anyway so my family has always pointed that out because we're both pretty different in personality and independent and because she's older i think she got a lot more of the cult uh infusion maybe mm-hmm. than i did um because i'm so much younger i was able to sort of you know, benefit from the parents chilling out and, and relaxing. But, you know, I think because of the nature of how my parents met, they, they, they clearly had some stuff in common because they 
went to this very weird place that they each found on their own, right? Like a small cult in Sacramento. Um, by the way, there's so many cults in Sacramento. So many. Wow. Everyone be careful. Um, <laughs> and there's like a lot of it is like just little congregations that are churches that can go sideways because especially during lockdown too, um, I think that people can have their worst behavior come out when you're, when you're around people, if, if this is something I think about a lot, cause you know, my family, we all have d- different mental health problems. You know, my, you know, I think there's anxiety, there's, uh, bipolar. Um, I'm, I'm doing great now. I'm on a variety of medications. I mm. think, uh, you know, there's a, a holistic effect of things that work for me. And, yeah. um, but you know, I think that, I obviously I wouldn't exist because without a cult, but I do, I do think that, you know, there's good people get drawn into them because there's something they're looking for. Right. And it's just so hard, you know, when you hand your personal, uh, you know, your, some of your emotional self over to other people, you know, you're, they're looking for spiritual growth and it's so easy to be taken advantage of, you know, right. um, these people have charisma and, you know, my family was just, a lot of it was destroyed by a different cult and, you know, there's all, all different kinds of ones in and out between. I couldn't even probably tell you all the ones in Sacramento alone. Wow. So, so your family has been through different cults? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's very interesting. So, Man, I gotta know. So, okay, so your parents, <laughs> your your mom picked your dad. Yeah. And, and then and then um here comes your sister and you, right? So mm-hmm. so then how was that? Like at what age um like what what was life life like growing up in that environment for you? Mm. Like as a kid. Like when yeah. you, like at what age did you did you feel like what kind of school did you go to? Was everything controlled? Like how was, how was all that? Yeah. You know, I was lucky. Cause I think I would classify mostly what my parents did is like going to events. Um, my dad recently escaped a, a cult where there like is a compound and um, people are supposed to pretty much like live and work and breathe the cult. And, um, he became like troublesome enough that he, they kicked him like off site, I guess. (laughs) And, and then, you know, he hit 70 and before that was just decided he didn't give a fuck anymore. (laughs) And so he's out now, but he's still like really, I mean, he was in it for a long time. And so like there, that's one experience. Like my mom still goes to meetings for things that other people would classify as cults. But I, you know, at this point, I think I keep an, a watchful eye, Yeah. but I, I, you know, um, I've been through so much now that I can kind of see where the mental health element is. Mm-hmm. And like, at least with what my mom's doing, if it gets too weird, I can, she pulls away because of all, I think, you know, we all have trauma from them. And so, you know, it's weird. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like wish it upon anyone, you know? I mean, I'm very like atheist agnostic because of it, because it's, I've just, you know, and I, I, my family is like 
Catholic or cult. <laughs> There's yeah. like um, not a lot of in between. Okay. So it's yeah. it's weird, you know. Catholics like obviously really strict, and and like you know my my dad's side of the family is really big Catholic guilt. My my aunt in New York still goes to church every Sunday, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Man. It's just weird the way that families can kind of split off like that. But for me growing up, I, since I was the younger sibling, I think I I didn't understand a lot of what was going on. Yeah. And, I, you know, my older sister might have shield, shielded me from some of it, too. I do remember going to things and thinking it was weird, though. Like, you know, chanting stuff is like a little bit strange. It's, it's actually like what they do in 12 step meetings there's like some stuff that you say together so like there's power in the like spoken word you know that's like what churches do yeah so um you know it's just i think it's so it's so tricky you know i don't mean i don't even think that people set out to take advantage of other people Mm -hmm. in these situations i think sometimes like these little congregations you know there's someone who is a figurehead and people look to them for advice and then because of that, you know, it's, it, it's, um, I don't want to say that everyone needs to like be on guard, but you do have to trust your gut, you know, see what feels good or what doesn't feel good. You know, you and I, Pej, you, you and I started comedy around the same time. Right. So I'm sure, you know, you have stuff going on in your life that, you know, we find this, I like, I f- need to laugh to, f- to like, you know, break the tension sometimes. Like, sure. this is crazy hard shit, you know? Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, listen, I get it. <laughs> I understand. I, um, first of all, you mentioned something and then, and then we, I want to get back to this point. You talked mm-hmm. about your sister sheltering you from a lot of it. So that begs the question. It's almost like she, did she kind of know also that this was like, not okay and then she was trying to protect you what even though she's kind of in it like that's that's got to be a weird dynamic yeah and you know like i know that she was affected more and taken to more events than i was um there's like i do remember like so my parents would host these parties like there's a i would call this other group like a it's like a new agey religion by all definitions, you could classify it as a cult, but they're not, I wouldn't call them destructive. Okay. And this is my own rhetoric. Like there's Rick Ross has books and they did a lot of questionable deprogramming stuff. Um, so take it, take, take what works and leave the rest is what they say in, yeah. in some groups. But um, I remember going to these parties and like people would just be like, oh, you're so cute. Cause I'd be like, you know, they're yeah. here and I'm here. Yeah. And so I just remember being like, oh, people are telling me I'm cute. This is right. great. And yeah. the, and so my exposure was really like very different, you know, and I think there's a book about birth order. But do you have siblings? Pesh? I have. I was actually saying my, I have an older sister. Yeah. Now that I know she was also on a different schooling because she was seven years older than me. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So similar to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so, I mean, uh, your families may be a little different with what your parents exposed you guys to, but, um, I do think that I sort of got more of the, the, uh, just the nature of my family and, and birth order and being so much younger. I think I got to choose more for myself 
and kind of take it all in and be like, what, what feels good? What doesn't? I, I remember I developed a love for bagels and cream cheese and I hang out in the kitchen a lot, you know, I think I did. I thought it was weird and weird can be, doesn't mean bad necessarily, but I just didn't, you know, I didn't want to participate. So I think that because of that, I absorbed less of it. And, you know, none of it's my sister's fault. Like she's taken to cult parties you know her husband's really atheist his family was raised catholic and you know it's funny because it usually the parents like you have to like lie to pretend you're catholic for the parents but his mom like knows he's atheist and still forced them to have the catholic wedding so (laughs) and and it was it was great because like the the priest just like, they shipped him over from Hawaii. He was really chill. You know, (laughs) it was, I've never met a Catholic priest so chill. So if you ever get to make a bargain with your family, find, find the guy from Hawaii. He's great. (laughs) I think everybody's chill in Hawaii. So that that works. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, so you you were more of a free thinker just as Mm -hmm. a result of, of being the younger one. Yeah. Um, and I can relate to that. I can totally relate to that because I was, um, I got away with a lot more than my sister <laughs> got away with, you know? Right. Um, like, and, and she still reminds me of that <laughs> until this day, but, uh, it's funny. Like we're, we're close. We're really close now. Like my yeah. sister and I, but you know, growing up, we, we were just in two completely different worlds, you know, like she was, mm-hmm. now we, we grew up in a religion and, Actually, the whole point of us coming to America was because of that religion, because uh, Baha'i religion um, is the mm-hmm. name. But um, I went through my um, period of like really exploring that religion mm-hmm. and, and really being involved as a youth. I was really, you know, all, a lot of times, a lot of my youth was spent there in service. Like I was either a, a camp counselor or I was part of like Sunday school stuff, or I was, you know, uh, part of like their monthly meetings. So, um, so you're pretty involved. I was, I was, I was until the age of 25 ish is when I really, um, kind of took the, I don't want to call them blindfolds because it was something I put on myself. It wasn't something that was put on me. Mm Um, I don't have anything against, the Baha'i religion. I, I love the people from that community. They, they weren't, um, they weren't pressuring me. Right. Some, right. some people do, some people do, but that's human nature. I think when someone finds something that works for them, they want to, you know, the, the, yeah. fallacy, the fallacy in thinking is to be like, Oh, I got to get all these people to also do that. Right. But, right. the tru- but the truth is the mind is so much more sophisticated than that. And, and life is so much more sophisticated than that um, on an individual basis that, you know, two siblings literally can can have two completely different outtakes on, on the same views, right? On the yeah. same top. So anyway, saying all that in, in saying that my parents are still very involved in that religion. I'm okay. not. I'm not as involved. I'm... Uh, I'm a spiritual person. I've always, uh, I think that's something I learned at the age of 25, 26 is that I'm a very yeah. spir- spiritual person, but I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, 
and that was really freeing at that time in my life because that really opened up my eyes and and I really was able to actually um I can tell you this I was only looking at the holy books from that religion for all the answers oh. up until that age uh-huh as soon as I opened my eyes up to be like wait let me look at this book let me look at science books let me look at other religions <laughs> let me look at just anything right any any book with knowledge on on anything i was dealing with or i had questions about right and all, and, and that was just so liberating because i realized at that moment that they're all basically preaching the same thing like the yeah. the religions are and to some degree some cults maybe they're preaching the same thing now okay. I'm not going to sit here and we're not, you know, I don't want to get into our religions basically viewed as another version of a cult. It depends. Yeah. It depends because religions can be right now. People that are in the cults don't call mm -hmm. it a cult, right? They, they, right. they don't, they don't think of it that way. Even and people in uh, religions definitely don't call it a cult. So it's like, um, cult has a negative connotation to it. Rightfully so, because it's mm -hmm. it has a very bad history. It has a very dark history. Um, anyway, my point being though is, <clears throat> I always look at it this way: to each their own. Whatever you yeah. believe in, whatever you are into, I respect that. As long as you're not infringing on other people, as long as you're not trying to force that down my throat, right? Right. Like if I'm not if I'm not vibing with that, that should be okay as well. Like, yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. Right? You don't need to be like, yo, this is the way. This is exactly how. Mm -hmm. There is a there is an endless uh, amount of possibilities on outlooks on life, and and as long as we are being humans first, this is what I this is mm -hmm. this is one of the biggest revelations I had was we're all human, man. Like anything, like right. you, anybody, any cult, religion doesn't matter. Whatever you're in. You were born human first. Like it doesn't matter what you ended up practicing. You were, we were all the same. We were all humans at first. So when you just simplify it to that, in my opinion, I feel like it's a lot easier to get along with people, man. Right. Because it's, it's like we can all fuck with each other. Like it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's, well, not, yes. The way that I've kind of recently decided for now is like I, I finally realized how much I have to sort of prioritize my mental health to a certain amount because for my whole life I was overextending and, you know, I had enough of a support like system that I didn't realize was there that once that kind of the floor fell out, I had no tools. And, you know, since then I've, I've sort of backtracked and said, like, I just want to try and be a good person. I want to, you know, be good to other people and try to make other people laugh and connect and remember that, like you just said, we're all human. If we're trying to, you know, work, if something works for us, it, it's, that's great. Like if you found something works for you, fuck yeah. yeah you know, pardon my French, no. um, but like it, you know, I'm, I'm learning that I think that God will forgive me or, or, you know, J money, uh, rollerblading Christ <laughs> is, is gonna forgive me for not putting a ton of time into focusing on faith with his dad 
if I'm just trying to do a good job here, you know, yeah. like if, if there is an afterlife, they'll be like, well, you didn't like believe in it really hard, but you did a good job. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's what I think counts. Like try to be not so shitty all the time. Me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, I think that's something anybody can, can agree on because if we're all just like, I mean, and this is a whole other topic, but I just feel like there is a, uh, there's good in everybody. I, I, yeah. I, I believe in that. I, I have to believe in that. I don't, there are people who will argue that they're like, no, there's an evil gene. People can be born with evil. Gene. No. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, again, is I, I, I work with kids. I teach kids, right? This Which, is- that's so cool. Like, thank you. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like arts. We need it so much. My aunt was a art, a ceramics teacher for 30 years at a high school in Sacramento. So oh, really? Yeah, like we we need it. Like those classes, I, like every time I would hear they cut money to the arts, they're like, oh yeah, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's 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 unfortunate. Do yeah. I'm going to tell you something crazy? Just it's related to what you just said. Um, I really wish that the that like I knew more good things that like Trump did when he was president. I'm sure that he did good things. I mean, I know he like sort of brokered Middle East peace treaties and. Mm-hmm. You know, he legitimized the Taliban a little, which is problematic. But like, anyway, I barely know anything good that he did. And that's the media's fault and also my fault for not trying to figure out. But my point is, like, he's like, in my world, he's kind of like Voldemort. But like, he's not. Like, people are people. Like, yeah. people, unfortunately, people aren't monsters. That's why criminal profiling works. It's because people are actually people. And when you just point out what's wrong with someone to them the whole time, guess what? That doesn't do a lot for self-esteem. And so even, even like the bad guys, like I would benefit from knowing good about everyone. And so I think it, we got to try and focus on it too. It's like not, not to get all hippie, but it's like manifesting really kind of matters. Listen, hippie. I (laughs) I feel like hippie has become a negative connotation to it it's gotten a negative connotation simply because like obviously we're comics so it's fun to make fun of it and <laughs> and, and tease yeah. and all that right but but there's something there man again yeah if you don't call it hippie just call it i mean now the, the gen z's are calling it the woke society right like the woke are, society <laughs> right yeah people are woke like they, they they do research they're they're in the know but but you're right trump i mean First of all, Trump is one person, right? <laughs> right. Uh, if we really want to get into the depths of it, he didn't. He wasn't holding the, the power. Like right. at, the, at the end of the day, there is a uh, an entire let's call it a cult. There's an entire mm-hmm. oh the cult of Trump. I do call it that. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. There's there's a whole. I'm saying there's an entire system in place mm. to, to to call the shots down to the president to just yeah. sign to sign essentially so the bottom line is he was just one person i don't think what there's never i mean there's a whole documentary called the family on on netflix i don't know if you've ever seen it but it talks about it talks about how until he passed away it was this one person who had so much power he wasn't the president he was always in hiding but he was always advising to multiple presidents throughout his (laughs) life on to what is best for a small segment of society. And oh, yeah. That, and what is that segment? It's the usually the top 1%, right? Of course. Of right. Course. So 
it's always about it's the money and the power and 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 the the greed, right? But yeah. but it it fucks up, you know, majority of the world because it's affecting those lives. It's not affecting the one percenters. It's yeah. affecting the the le- lesser. Now, again, I'm I'm not hating on one percenters. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying like it's there's got to be a better system that that helps more people and there is there are other countries that are practicing like finland or norway mm-hmm. like they have such uh there you don't hear as many why are they never on the news right <laughs> yeah because they, they're, they're working on their mental health better yeah mental health is well, like is a leading cause of a lot of their laws and their systems and and that and that's something the u.s is unfortunately not really focused on so. Yeah, the Reagans ruined everything. So oh shit! Okay. Hashtag that I, you know, I it goes along with how raisins ruin everything. I, I don't like raisins, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sorry, did I just make you choke? <laughs> no, it's cool. Stephanie has a she, she's like a total Persian mom. She always has at any uh, uh comedy open mic we go to. She's always bringing like either almonds or she has like I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's such a Persian mom thing, but it's cool. Uh, so. So yeah, Reagan ruined everything. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, I know the Reagan's that- criminalized drug problems and turned it from a mental health problem to a criminal issue. But unfortunately, the police are not equipped to handle that because it isn't really a criminal problem. And so it and then they got the Latin Americas in on it. So like half the world was like like really set backwards a lot in terms of of uh, i mean like homelessness their homeless crisis it goes back to policies the reagans put in place wow um now do you think it was just, the Ra- yeah do you think it was the reagans or was it again that system that dictated what that sh- what should happen because it's a it, money, it is it's, it's a money it's grab. always the outside in it yeah. is it's control it's money um, there's a little bit of good news though, like $80 billion was just put in to give, breathe some life back into the IRS so that the people, the billionaires who were just like not paying taxes will start to be held accountable at least. So there's mm-hmm. like, you know, little baby steps. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I still think like, we all kind of have to hold each other accountable, you know, like I've, I gave, a, I used to like give away a lot of myself to get approval from other people and instead of really like getting it for myself first. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's, there's an element of like taking care of yourself first that is, you have to do that so that you can be a functional person in the world and, and, you know, for a while I crashed and burned. And I think that, you know, I think if I'd, if I had belief, it would have been easier, you know? And so I'm not saying that like, I'm right. I think people who have faith, they probably are happier um, to some extent, but is it you know, what I, it's all, I mean, that's ultimately <laughs> what it's all about, right? It's happiness and, and, and being, finding that consistency and happiness and, and mm-hmm. um, mental health is, is, I mean, a pivotal part of that. Uh, That's why we have comedy, right? <laughs> comedy. Comedy is my religion. Hey, there you go. I love it. <laughs> Stephanie is hilarious, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, thank you. she's, uh, she has some funny stories. I've, um, she said, said, 
Hopefully she'll be coming to a town near you soon. Uh, another comedian has described me as relatable. Relatable. That's that's, <laughs> a, that's a great word. That's a, Yeah, I would agree. Thank um, you so much for hosting me. This oh was my great. God. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, uh, I want to just wrap it up on on this and that is uh what where do you think social media like what role do you think social media has a positive role is i guess what i'm asking is what positive mm-hmm. roles do you see social media having um in in the fields of mental health and also cults and and just free, freeing the people like mentally to to think mm-hmm. for themselves and and be able to um go forth with love as opposed to criticism and negativity. Absolutely. That's, that's um, one of the best things that I think we try to do as comedians is, you know, uplift each other. And um, I think that like Gen Z, I'm a millennial. You're, you're, we're both millennials, Gen Z under us. And (laughs) I feel like every generation is, is more connected and distant all at the same time. And they're, I feel like the generation under us is way more tuned in with their mental health. And like, we, we kind of had to crash and burn, at least I did to, to get to a better place. And I'd, I'd rather die than go through what I've been through some, you know, but, but I am on the other side of it now. And I think that, you know, it's good to make sure that we're trying to do good and, you know, give ourselves grace, give each other a little bit of grace. And, um, you know, one of the things that I love about the internet is it's, it can always be a quick sanity check for me. Like if I, if I'm thinking about something and I'm like, how is it that this is the way it is? I can't be the only person bothered by whatever, you know, this is. And then you go on Reddit and you're like, Oh, okay. It's not just me. (laughs) (laughs) But that's beautiful in itself because you realize there are people out there that are also looking for better looking. And we're picking apart the problems one at a time, right? Like there's, there's people that are like, there's countertop composters now that, that you don't have to opt into any of the curbside stuff. You know, you can, we're figuring out our own solutions. So, yes. Yes. And, And I think that's, that's, that's exactly right. And I'm, and I'm hopeful and I'm glad that you've gone through your tests and you've come out of it a winner. And I'm, I'm lucky to have known you now as a comedian. Heck um, yeah. Yeah. And right back at you. Thank you. Yeah. And we're going to keep going with that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how I look at social media. I think it's going to solve over time because mm-hmm. things take time, right? To be done right, yeah. it takes time. I think social media is going to be putting a lot of the power and information back in the hands of the people. You remember what the, the internet was originally created to share medical knowledge to help people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so it started yeah. on a good thing, right? It started as a, as a positive. And I think that's where it's going to eventually end. Like all the, all the wolves are going to come and try to, <laughs> to fuck it up. But I think, I think there are enough people in tech that are on, on, on the pure side. I always talk about yeah. purifying the mind. And, and I think it's going to eventually break down a lot of this bullshit right and, yeah and yeah so yeah so well stephanie thank you you want to plug away real quick your your handles again yeah yeah you can find me on instagram x h s q i'm gonna be doing more on that 
and uh, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook, and uh, my handles there, Stephanie Marie Ross. Stephanie Marie Ross. And Stephanie yep. was the um, in our skit with Brace. She played the girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so check that out on my channel. I'm Pedge the Maniac on all socials. Um, this is Fumble Podcast, episode 79. We talked about yeah. we talked about cults and we talked about mental health because uh, they're related and and it's um, it's a very riveting topic and we could have talked about it for hours. But I appreciate you coming on. Um, thanks everyone for joining, and I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks everyone. Bye.